Our first reading is from Romans chapter 1, verses 1 to 7, found on page 147 of the Church Bible. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, the gospel concerning his spirit, his, his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh, and was declared to be son of God, with power according to the spirit of holiness by resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship, to bring about the obedience of faith among all Gentiles for the sake of his name, including yourselves, who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all God's beloved in Rome, who are called to be saints. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand. Psalm um, 130 is one of the penitential psalms and appropriate that we offer it in this penitential season. You might respond in the words in bold type. Out of the depth I have called to you, Lord, let your ears be open to hear my voice. If you recorded all our sins, who could come before you? There is forgiveness with you, therefore you shall be feared. My soul is longing for the Lord, more than those who watch for daybreak. O Israel, wait for the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Alleluia, alleluia. Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew, Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to the end, and can be found on page 1. Now the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man, and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. 
This is the Gospel of the Lord. May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A week before Christmas Day, and today we hear again of the most famous of teenage pregnancies and the most famous of couples. A tale told a thousand times, a scene depicted in story and rhymes, a tale that you may well have starred in yourself, as Joseph, as Mary, perhaps. And here we are again, hearing once more the news of St. Matthew. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. Today we hear Joseph's perspective. We feel his emotions. We hear what he heard and we see what he saw. We have no words from Joseph in our passage from the evangelist Matthew but we enter into his world and his perspective. Joseph goes to sleep wanting to be faithful to the law. He plans to divorce Mary, the one he is betrothed to, engaged to, quietly and quickly. And yet he wakes wanting to be faithful to the Messiah who he discovers is none other than Mary's child. We are entering, as C.S. Lewis describes, the central miracle asserted by the Christian faith. The greatest of miracles, the greatest of mysteries. How God could become man for us and for our salvation. Of course, many struggle with news of a virgin birth. Many of us can have questions about it, and we have heard about this as the Christian church for 2,000 years, with teaching and tradition and news of it. So imagine what it was like for Joseph to hear news of the virgin birth for the first time. We don't have recorded the conversation between Mary and Joseph. Mary is probably 13 or 14 years old. And sometime, on some day, she comes to Joseph and says, I'm pregnant. Joseph must be thinking, what? How? When? Where? Who and why? To name but six of his questions immediately. Mary insists that she has not been unfaithful. Joseph knows he's not the father. And Mary tells him this baby is from the Holy Spirit. It's an unexpected pregnancy for Mary, but think how much more it's unexpected for Joseph. And I've not noticed till this week, in Matthew's account here, time after time after time again, he is trying to underline the fact of the origin of this birth. Did you notice it? 
In verse 18, he says, before they lived together. That's the first one. In verse 18, he says, Mary is found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. That's the second time he's trying to explain the origins. The third time, he tries to say it's not Joseph's son. Why? Because Joseph wants to divorce her quietly. Fourthly, the angel appears in a dream and says, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Why? Because she's not been unfaithful. Fifthly, the angel says the child that's been conceived is from the Holy Spirit, verse 20. Sixthly, this is God's doing. The great prophet Isaiah, centuries earlier, promised them a, a God would come, one who is Emmanuel, God with us. And seventh, right at the end of this account, what do we read? Verse 25, Joseph had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son. Again and again and again and again and again and again, Matthew is telling us. And of course, for Jewish readers, the, seven, the, the number seven would hardly be of no consequence. And so we speak of a virgin birth. But that only actually tells us half of the story. Yes, a virgin birth, but a birth from God, from the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit of God who hovered over those waters in creation in Genesis 1. Now Matthew tells us in chapter 1 of his Gospel that the Spirit of God hovers over the womb of a virgin to bring life, to bring the Messiah, a new beginning. In fact, verse 18, when it says, now the birth of Jesus and Messiah took place in this way, literally in the Greek, the genesis of Jesus Christ. The origins. And so here we have it, the dawning of a new age, the dawning of the Messiah, the dawning of God's King, the birth of Emmanuel. It's the grandest of miracles and the greatest of mysteries. A mystery not that we can't articulate or describe, but we'll do that in the Creed in a moment, when we declare that he came down from heaven and was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary and was made man. This is a mystery that we can articulate, but it is a mystery that we cannot fathom the depths of. For God to become man. For God to become a baby. For God, the God of gods, light of light, true God of true God, to enter the womb of a virgin. For those who struggle to believe this, for those who have doubts and questions, as Mary and Joseph surely would have had, then perhaps I can offer at least one comment this morning. And it's from the Christian evangelist Glenn Scrivener. He says this, Christians believe in the virgin birth of Jesus. Atheists believe in the virgin birth of the universe. We all have to choose our miracle. And so, as the carol says, veiled in flesh the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity, pleased as man with man to dwell, Jesus, our Emmanuel, hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. And so from one mystery, 
the birth of God as a babe to two names, the names of Jesus. Rosanna was born nine months ago for us and this time a year ago Rebecca gave me a book, 6,000 baby names to choose from. We worked through them journey after journey over Christmas and I couldn't believe that after 6,000 names there was only two or three new names that we added to our already formed list. At that stage we didn't know whether we were having a boy or girl. I don't know if you know the name of your own children and what they mean. I don't know if you know the meaning of your own name. Simon comes from Simeon, often means listening or hearing. I'm not sure I always live up to that name. I had great joy telling Rebecca's parents recently that when we looked up Rebecca, it actually means heifer. And I'm not sure they quite realised that when they called her that, but it's a beautiful name and she's a beautiful, beautiful lady. But the name of Jesus? Well, one mystery the birth of God becoming a babe, but two names. The first name, did you notice it? He will be called Jesus. Why? Because he will save his people from their sins. That would have been a surprise for the Jews in many ways. They thought their greatest problem was the Romans. That's what they needed saving from. I don't know what we would say is the greatest need we have, the greatest problem of our age and time, the greatest of our personal problems. Well, the angel says our greatest problem is the need to be saved. Saved from our sins. And that's what the name Jesus means. Literally, God saves Jesus. From the Hebrew, Yeshua, Joshua. Yahweh saves. God is my salvation. And we're a respectable-looking bunch here this morning. But I did wonder if all of our sins, past, present and future, suddenly were here with us in the room, there'd be fairly a lot of them, wouldn't there? my sins, your sins, sins we know we've done, the sins we don't realise we've done, while the name of Jesus is the great news that God saves. You will call his name Jesus. Why? Because he will save his people from their sins. As the old chorus says, he did not come to judge the world, he did not come to blame, he did not come to seek It was to save he came. And when we call him Saviour, and when we call him Saviour, and when we call him Saviour, we call him by his name. Jesus saves. That's the first name. The second name, Emmanuel. God with us. Two Hebrew words, im, which is with, and el, God, Elohim. With us. God is with us. That's what this miracle, that's what this mystery means. Matthew says, verse 22, all this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel. I was speaking with someone in this congregation just last week about this name virgin in the Old Testament there's debate which word is used by Isaiah it's a word Alma which can mean virgin, it can mean a young woman, a maid and in the Greek Parthenos which is virgin and so we have here a young woman in those days every young woman was a virgin and so we have here the news the promise, the prophecy 
of a virgin who will conceive, who will be God with us. God with us this Christmas time. God with us in our loss, in our loneliness. God with us with the empty chair this Christmas time. God with us in our doubts and despair. God with us in our confusions and our challenges. God with us in our afflictions and our addictions. He came down from earth to heaven, who is God and Lord of all, and his shelter was a manger, and his cradle was a stall. This is the news of God with us. God, come for us. God, present. In C.S. Lewis's Narnia, the Chronicles, in his very last book, The Last Battle, by then, little Lucy is a queen. And she says this most beautiful of lines. In our world, too, a stable once had something inside it that was bigger than our whole world. God. Lord of lords, King of kings, God of God, true God from true God, light from light, in a manger. A baby. A fetus. Two names. God saves us. God is with us. And one great mystery. God becomes a babe for us. And so when Joseph awakes from his sleep, he goes from being faithful to the law, wanting to divorce her quickly and quietly, to being faithful to the Messiah. And in so doing, he offers us the most extraordinary of examples. Joseph, the patron saint of faithfulness. Joseph, the model of obedience. They will call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Let us pray. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. O come to us, abide with us, our Lord, Emmanuel. Amen.